take a moment to admire the fact that I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! Jordan, he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairy Finders. It is episode 76 and we are at the match play, which means we are closing in on Augusta. Unfortunately, Donica couldn't join us again this week, so it's just myself and Steve. But I'm happy enough talking to my good mate Steve here. No, How thanks, bro. Yeah, not too bad, yeah. What do we think is going on with Donny? Do we think he's getting tapped up by Live Golf? Is Greg Norman on the blower to him, trying to, <laughs> trying to post him over to his? Yeah, he's, he, he's secretly making a new Live podcast, I, I heard. Yeah, I think he's trying to trying to talk through the figures, you know what I mean? How much zeros you can put on the contract. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we missed Donny, but look, we have to, the show must go on, as they say, the bro. Must so. go on. Um, but yeah, no, look, th- things are things are good on my end. We're, th- I think we had the first day of spring today, technically, and we also had our first ten degree day of the year. I was going to um, say it was actually a fair mile day today. Oh, I tell you, it was music to my ears. Now golf season is just around the corner. Uh, master season is just around the corner as well. I cannot wait for that golf tournament in, in two weeks. Just about two weeks from now. Um, and yeah, we've <laughs> we've a decent week, a bit of a minefield this week, but another decent week of golf. Yes. Um. Yeah. Did, did we able to catch a whole lot? So we had we we actually had three tournaments going on, which is. was um. There's no need to recap too detailed, I don't think. But the at the Valspar was uh, probably the best at a lot of them. Um. I know you had a bit of a vested interest in it mm. with um with Jordan Speed. So um, were you able to see much of it Sunday or how? Did yeah. No, I did. Up? I did actually. I did actually watch. Um. I think I watched. Speed from the 13th onwards I think he sank a putt on the 14th and that's when he kind of was getting very close um, I actually think he went a shot ahead at 15 or 16 and then just oh, he just couldn't get it done um, and yeah like fair play to was it is it Tom Moore is his first name or uh is it Tom? Jeez, we should fucking know is that, it isn't it? This, this is Taylor, how Taylor, Taylor Moore, Moore, Taylor Moore, Taylor. I was like, is it Tom? No, it's this not. is how this is honestly how off the radar this guy was. Like, yeah, I, no, I genuinely, and, and I know it's not a good position to be in as, as a as a golf podcaster and, and claim that you know stuff, but I had never heard of this guy genuinely. He'd never came up my radar, never had bet on him, never had even considered him on a leaderboard. But a lot, a lot of people had him as the winner as well. I think he, he was somewhere in the 66 to 80 to one mark, so he's not a he was, yeah, he was. Not a complete um, unknown. I think that says more about Osprey, to be honest, that we hadn't heard of him as opposed yeah, to uh, I mean, as opposed to whatever else. But uh, yeah, it was it was an unbelievable finish, and the way he won it as well, sitting in the clubhouse. Yeah. Um. Well, well technically, on was, the range, on the range. Yeah, I was gonna say technically, he was he was swinging a club on the range, but yeah. Yeah, play, but like. I think as a whole, the tournament, like the PGA Tour, got so lucky with their. Um. So obviously, they have their elevated events for everybody's is playing in it, but they've got really, really lucky with some really good finishes to their non-elevated events. So this was one where obviously the, the field wasn't as stacked, but you still had some decent players in there. You had Sam Burns who put in a decent defense for his uh, three in a row. Speed, Thomas, those kind of guys were, were knocking around. So it wasn't a complete shit show like we're seeing mm-hmm. this week on the, the alternate event. Um, but yeah, it was it's just such a good course. And again, it was, it was another one of those where... Um, 
a birdie just counts for so much. If you make a birdie on any hole, you're you're gaining. It's almost it's almost like eagling on a regular PGA Tour event. It's just yeah. such a such a boost. So yes. So what happened was speed speed birdie the par five fourteenth. Yeah. Gave a little fist pump as he walked it in as well, and you're thinking, right, this is it. Speed is going to just. Uh, he like Adam Shank is on the leaderboard, and so is um, Taylor Morris. So you're like, yeah, yeah. Speed is gonna is gonna you know dominate this and, and come home with the win. But um, he made made some mistakes, made some like hit, yeah. honestly won the worst golf shots I've ever seen in my life on um, sixteen. Sixteen, yeah, that was bad. Made hit the worst golf shot, made the best bogey, and then to follow that up on the seventeenth with an unbelievable. Uh, what was it? Five iron to six yeah. feet, and then fucking. I couldn't believe. I like. I'm sorry now. Like Jordan Speed of circa 2015, 2016 would have app like slotted that putt with his eyes closed. Yeah, well, he used to actually putt with his eyes closed. Yeah, like enough. literally, yeah. like, and it was just it was a bad putt. He just never really hit it. Like, like the second. The second he hit it, he knew he didn't hit it hard enough. Like it was just an overall, just it was just like a lazy putt. That, that that's what I'd call it. Like it, like I don't know. Now I know that the greens are very, you know, like undulating, and you don't want the ball to travel too far past or, but like it was just a lazy, lazy putt. Like you know what I mean? I I, yeah. I I I like. I think he kind of putted it, kind of thinking to himself, "Oh, it's grand. I'll just birdie 18. And like eighteen was one of the hardest holes um, on the Sunday. I think only, I think it was only six people birdied it or something all day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not a, it, it's a, such a tough. It's the the green, so the pin is right at the back of the green on eighteen, and yeah. the whole green tilts towards the front. So if you leave your approach shot anyway short, anyway yeah. short to the back pin, it's just going to keep rolling, keep rolling all the way back. Um. So yeah, like it, geez, it had it actually had everything. To be fair, it had yeah, it the did. drama, speed. It had Shank looking like he was going to win, and then you had obviously Taylor Moore coming out of nowhere, birdie in these really, really difficult holes. So you have a three-hole um, stretch called the Snake Pit it, at a, a Copperhead, which just, if you can get through that in, in level power, even even one over, you, you'd probably take it. Um, throw that in the mix as well. You had Tommy Fleetwood, who was looking like he was going to um, go and do something until he just hit a brutal three-wood on 14 and, uh, and ended up actually bogeying the hole um, so he, he hooked his three wood short sided himself in the bunker and ended up taking two shots in the bunker made a bogey that put him out of it so it was really it was really three in the end so it was Shank yeah. um, Shank more, more and speed yeah and then oh. Shank coming down 18 hits his three or hits his drive into just one of the worst possible spots up against a tree has to play it left handed and try and get up and down ah, look at for, for a non-event and for one that probably you know, you don't look at it on the calendar. It was really, really good. Um, it really, was. really good. And like, and even even for Shank, like, it was even like, even the little shots are entertaining. Like, when Shank went to play it left-handed because he couldn't play it right-handed because he's right up against the tree, he ended up, he ended up connecting too well with the ball mm. and it went through the fairway into yeah. the road. Like, you know, even just every little thing just added to the fucking drama. I, I, I thought it was a sick event. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. Was, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I, I know Donnie was also a ranting and raving about it as well. Um, yeah, it was just it, it was just one of those rare surprises that you don't expect from that that sort of field. Um, but yeah, this the, the drama, of course. It's a pity. Like I think the Copperhead needs to be looked at as a, again. You you could probably throw a a major at um a Copperhead and and have a good maybe a US Open or a PGA. 
Uh, it's just one of those courses that has all, all the drama that you need coming down the stretch where pars are at a premium and, and birdies are really, really rare. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, hopefully going forward, we'll see a, a better field and a bit more action at, at the Valspar. Uh, we also had, I'll tell you what, bro, we also had drama on the Live Golf Invitational yes. so down in I Arizona. Actually, I was actually going to ask you about this because I saw the score, but I didn't see any... Sorry, not to spoil it, but I did there no playoff or anything like that. So what actually happened? So, so there was a playoff, yeah. They went okay. into they went into a playoff. There was a four-man playoff. Four-way playoff, um, okay. Danny Lee, Carlos Ortiz, Brendan Steele, and Louis Ustazen, mm-hmm. um, who I read is now falling out of the world's top 100, which is pretty shocking considering yeah. he was second to, to Ram um at the US Open and Tory Pines only a couple of years ago. But yeah, basically yeah. went into a four-man playoff. Okay. Um Danny Lee knocked in a putt from off the green to um to, to win it. But again, it's it's just like it's really, really insane. Like I, I do actually wonder how long Live Golf is gonna be around for just because it's so like every single top player that they've signed up, your uh, your DJ, your Cam Smith, your Bryce and your Phil, none of them are showing up. None of them are um they're just not featuring. They lost their games completely. Even Wacky Neiman to an extent, and, and these kind of guys. Like it, it's, I don't know how long you're gonna live. Have excused upon with Danny Lee, Carlos Ortiz, Brendan Steele, and Ustays and being your your four guys. You had Charles yeah. Howell win last week. It, it's just in a bad place, um, by all accounts. But yeah, look, it was nice to see a bit of drama. T- to be honest, I only watched about twenty five minutes of it over the, the three days that it was on. Yeah, it really captured the the imagination. A whole whole lot but um yeah look danny lee he was a huge um huge hype around this guy when he was a, a young young guy he was one of the youngest winners he was I, I don't know the specifics off the top of my head but he was matching tiger stride for stride with um how young he was winning for the first time uh i think on, on a couple of different tours so really highly spoken of and and he obviously lost himself a little bit and, and has now ended up on live making it a, a boat full of money for himself so yeah look it's come back again in uh, the week after next i'm sure it'll be there'll be a bit more a bit more hype about it. it's staying in the u.s as well um and again cleverly it's not going against the big events like the the match play etc do, you know so, uh, do, do you know what uh, we should do steve is every time there's a live golf or don't look if, if if you haven't seen us already we should guess how many shots the person in last will be behind the leader without the cuts so last week without you looking if, if you don't have it in front of you i don't guess guess how many shots so the winner was nine under yeah guess what the person in the last was i'm gonna say I'll say okay. 15 over close enough 19 over jesus christ Twenty-eight, that, 28 shot shot shot. difference. Yeah, Fucking twenty-eight shot hell. difference. Yeah, I mean, like that's not that's not what we want to like anybody wants to see. And that goes back again. We don't want to get into it, but this goes back to having the no cut events on the PJ Tour as well. You don't want to see somebody twenty-nine shots behind. That's it. what I mean. Like that's ridiculous. Like, you know, it's like uh, Char- like he would have been playing with Charles Swartzel on the last day. Like, and Charles Swartzel was plus nine. He's a Masters and, winner as well, which is yeah, even sadder. And this, really. Imagine Charles Swartzel. A playing shite, but B playing with a fiend who is still eleven shots worse than him. Like, yeah. I mean, like that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, like in, in front of twelve people out on the course, yeah, probably watching. That's like, but that's that's like that's genuinely a pro versus an amateur. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's like giving giving someone twenty shots or whatever it might be. Yeah. So, yeah, like that's no, a twenty-eight. That's a twenty-eight handicap. Like, 
That's yeah. a person off scratch playing with a 28 handicapper, like. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's the future, to be honest. No matter how much money you throw at, I no. think. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, I, 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 I don't want to just, just, just to point it out because I thought. It was no, great. that's that's actually a great one. Yeah, and and uh, we also had a, a an event then in South Africa as well, which is won mm-hmm. by a, a journeyman Englishman by the name of Matthew Baldwin. Um, so great, great. Okay, won by a lot as well. Won by six shots from Adrianos. Um, yeah. so I, big week for the bookies with the likes of uh, Matthew Baldwin winning. Um, with Taylor Moore winning and with uh, Danny Lee winning, I think oh, yeah, Danny Lee was about eighty to one. Yeah. So yeah, that that would have been uh, a retirement treble if you're able to to land that. Oh, but, uh, been, yeah, look, it would have been a million to one, I'd say. Oh yeah, at least it's not. Look, it's not an event. Our, our week in golf is going to live long in the memory. But um, sure, look, we have we have next week to, to look forward to at least or this week, I should say. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I actually saw. I literally just saw on on Twitter sixteen days. Until Augusta, fucking right. As we record Pause today on a, on a Tuesday, yeah. So, um, okay. So look, this week, um, we have the obviously the WGC Dell match play. Uh, if you want to give us an old intro for that, I think if you get John Ram in the final group on Sunday, I think he stands on next and he's going to get it done because the winner this week is going to be my my one and done pick. I put put it on Twitter. Put, put my put my cards down on on the line. I'm going for Rory McIlroy. I'm actually I'm hopping aboard the Billy Ho uh, oh. train. He's 28, so I think he can get him. Straight off the bat, not even going to waste time. Paul Casey and Sam Burns, previous winners, both over 22 to one. I think that's an absolute value bet there. My third pick um, is Hideki Matsuyama. I got him at 18s this morning. Yeah, so we we've, we've two events, bro. The the match plays yes. the big one, and we have a sub event as well, the Corrales Punta Cana, um, championship where everyone's favorite man these days, Joel Damon, got his uh, his maiden win a few years ago. But yeah, we'll we'll start with the main event, mm-hmm. um, and allow people to just skip on in case they don't want to hear, um, once this is finished, once if they don't want to hear about uh, the Corrales Punta Cana, because it's not the most glamorous tournament, uh, on on the the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the match play. Look, it's as simple, simple as you like. It's um, sixty-four of the best, well, sixty-four ish of the best players in the world, um, going head to head in five days of uh, of golf. So yeah, this uh, tournament starts on Wednesday. So if you are looking to get your bets on, make sure you do it ASAP by the time this this comes out. Uh, so the the match play, it, it's been around since twenty sixteen. Um, it takes place at Austin Country Club. It's a par 71. It is a Pete Dye design. Um, we should start like pausing this, but maybe putting in sound clips. If you get on a Pete Dye design, it's a second shot golf course. Uh, needs a lot of precision with your, your iron play, approach play, etc. Um, Bermuda, rough. Um, you got Poana Greens again, as we had a, a lot in the, the Florida swing. And uh, yeah, like the. the the great thing about this course is that it is so well set up for match play in the way that they have um, so many different risk reward holes. Um, so that, you know, you have like a, a 300 yard par four, but you have water all the way around in front of it. So you can go for yeah. it, the green, you hit it in the water, 
um it, it brings some the match play situation into uh, it's just it's, it's honestly it's perfect sad in a way that it is finishing after this year i don't know what they're going to do instead yeah. of it but this is um this is the last year again uh, I'm, I'm i'm calling it now there it's it's going to be a joint pga and live match play i'm telling you now it, it is that's if live is still going by by this time next year i honestly w- would not that's be true. surprised just by the way the way it's it's uh, playing out but uh, in terms of previous winners look this this event is just such a it's it's almost like it's a close your eyes and throw a dart at it it's so 100 yeah so random so the uh, the golfers are split into groups of four and they play through like a, a, a I guess a, a knockout similar to we're seeing Matt, March Madness going on at the moment um, yes. across across this side of the pond so uh, obviously once you get through the group it's it's straight knockout from there but even like the groups are just so um, like any golfer can turn up any day of the week and be exactly. another one yep. over eight, over eighteen holes. So yeah, like I think the general advice this week is uh, is keep the stakes small. Uh, maybe maybe try go individual individual um bets like one guy to beat another if if yep. you see good price or whatever. Uh, but anyway, that's that's a side note. So previous winners: Scotty Sheffer is the defending champion, beat Kevin Kisner, uh, last year. Billy Horschel, twenty twenty one, he beat Scotty Scheffler. Um, so we had the runner up winning. Runner off in twenty one, win in twenty two. Um, we didn't have any tournament in twenty twenty because of COVID, obviously. Um, Kevin Kisner won it in twenty nineteen. Who's a fam- just going to be a familiar name on this list? He uh, beat Matt Kuchar. Bubba Watson twenty eighteen. He was he beat Kevin Kisner. So, uh, Kevin Kisner, runner up in twenty twenty two, winner in twenty nineteen, runner up in twenty eighteen. So it, it just shows you that the golf course oh, can yeah. suit a, a, a lot of different types of players and then prior to that uh, DJ bet John Ram and Jason Day bet Louis Eustace and going back to 2016 um, so an, like a, 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 actually a good point of reference is the average win uh, of this event since 2016 came in at 36 to 1 so I think that gives you a good idea mate you want to be not ex- well, I say not exactly at the top end I, I, like I think Scotty Scheffler is, is just an absolute animal and, and um, he was 18 to 1 last year he's 8 to 1 this year to win it yeah. Um, but yeah 36 to 1 was the average of the winners over the last uh, what's that 6 years 7 years whatever it is my maths mm-hmm. is not good um, so yeah odds wise Rui can you give us a, a little rundown on yeah on the so prices? as you said um, Scotty Scheffler leads the market at 8 to 1 followed by John Ram at 11 to 1 McElroy at 14 Patrick Cantley at 18s uh, Morikawa Xander Schauffele, Jordan Speed, Max Homa, Tyrrell Hatton, Tony Fino, all at 22 to 1. Um, you then have Victor Hovland at 25, Sun J M at 30, Jason Day, Cam Young also at 30. And then you have Will Zalatoris at 35, Sam Burns, Tommy Fleetwood, Matt Fitzpatrick's at 40s, and then finishing it off. We have Tom Kim and Matsuyama hovering around the forty-five to fifty to one mark. Mm-hmm. So yeah, look, I mean, the thing just obviously we're not going to read through all of the the groups or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but it, it is really important to look at what group your your golfer is in. So, for yes. example, like there's certain like I think John Ram has the toughest toughest group of the whole thing. So Ram is in with Billy Horschel, uh, Keith Mitchell, and Ricky Fowler. Uh, so he has, basically has to beat all at least two of them to, to get mm-hmm. through like that. That's an absolute group of death. Whereas yeah. you look at somebody like um, who's the one that stood out. 
let me just flick through it here again. It was um I think Xander Shoffley has a pretty easy Xander, game. yeah, that yeah. was it. Xander has like Tom Tom Hoagie to share that that would be a tricky one, but Aaron Wise, Cam Davis, much easier than what we're talking about with them. Um, um, with John Ram, yeah. uh, and then obviously someone like Rory has Keegan Bradley, Danny McCarthy, and Scott Stallings. You, you would fancy Rory to come out of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's important if if you are going to have a bet, just to look at who the, who a player has in the group. Um, sorry, Victor Hovland was the one that stood out for me as a as a group winner with Chris Kirk, Siwoo Kim, and Matt Kuchar. But again, it's it's a matter of opinion depending on on who, who you who you fancy. But yeah, it's just like it it really is such a. A, a, a wild card that you you need to be yeah. you need to be pretty 100%. careful. I think that uh, the most the most fun you can have in this um, as a betting heat is just to pick a winner of a group, put them in a accumulator or a parlay, uh, put like two two bucks on or whatever you might you might have, and you have massive return if you pick it correctly. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Like, what what are your what are your thoughts? What are your leans here, bro? Yeah. What are you so I mean, look. Firstly, I guess we would say that all these odds are brought to you by points with Canada. Um, you must be 19 years of age. You must be within the um, province of Ontario in order to bet and please bet responsibly. Yeah. So basically what, what you said, um, I'm taking, I'm looking at each, each side of the draw. So as you said, there's kind of four quarters, let's say to each of the draw. And I'm basically yeah. just taking one person from each, from each quarter. Gotcha. Um, so in the first um, quadrant, say the top left quadrant from what I'm looking at here at the Delhi MC or the Dell um, yeah, place though. I think I'm everyone looking... everyone's seen at this point yeah. the official um the bracket it's called. So the have brackets, a look at, yeah. if you haven't seen it, just type it in. It's the best one out there. It's the official yeah. Dell um bracket lays it out nicely. So, yeah. This is Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, so top I'm not gonna lie, top left bracket I'm taking Scotty Scheffler. I know it's a shocking price at, at like eight to one, but I think Scotty Scheffler is a very, very good matchway player. Um, you know, he 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 won it last year. Now, look, to be honest with you, it is all about luck. You could have players like your McElroy's, your John Rams, etc., could be knocked out, and then you get a like easier run. But I'm still backing Scheffler in that bracket. I I mean, like there is still some strong people in that bracket. I'm not gonna lie. Like the but the Morikawa, Victor Perez, Jason Day group is pretty decent. Um but I I I think Scotty Scheffler should be should be getting to at least at least the semifinals, if not the quarterfinals, it there. So as much as I think he's short, I'm gonna go for him on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, the next side, um, the top right. Um, uh, I'm actually gonna go for a bit of a long shot on this one. I'm gonna throw a bit of a dart. Um, because I you know. I do think, you know, it is a difficult group and you never know, maybe Ram might knock it out of his group, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm actually going to go for Kurt Kitayama at 80, at, at, at 80 to one. Um, I think his group is actually not bad. He It's Tony Fino, uh, Bezayden Hoot and Adrian Moronk. My, and your boy, bro. I was shocked to hear boy, that. Your boy. I, 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 it, genuinely, it was actually between Moronk and Kiriyama, but obviously, um, you know, Kiriyama has been playing a lot better the, the last few weeks. So yeah. um, I just saw Kiriyama in a pretty decent group. Um, he has to play the winner of Willie Z, Ryan Fox, Harris, English's group. I'm like, he, I, like he could win both of those. And then he's into the quarterfinals against... Yes, maybe against a uh, Cam Young or a Matt or a Corey Connors. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I I think that's that's achievable. And at eighty to one, I was like, "Fuck it!" Like I, I just said, I'd go for it. Yeah. Um, 
Then in the bottom left group, um, I've gone Max Homa. I think he's played extremely well the last few weeks. Um, I do think this is a very sticky side of the uh, bracket. Yeah, it's brutal. And him this in one's particular, bad, yeah. he, has, he has Kevin Kisner in his group, who's Mr. Matsai and, and Hideki as well. And Hideki as well, yeah, 100%. So... But yeah, um, I like him. I I do actually. I don't mind him either. It's it's so hard. Like you get you get very difficult. Yeah, hundred. No, th- as you said, look, this is a week of just hitting hope kind of thing. To be honest yeah. with you, um, they also have like you know, Speed, Shane Lowry, Sam Burns, Seamus Power, Adam Scott. Like this side of the group, I think is savage hard. Cantley, Cantley, like you know, like I I I I think this side of of the bracket probably the hardest in my opinion it's definitely up there um so look i picked max homa i think he's been playing very well but again he has to play two very good match play players in hideki and kevin kisner so look i i said i'd just fucking go for it why not and then in the final um in the final one um i i'm looking at a few obviously i think rory has will have a good a, a good run um but all in all i went for the old Defending Olympic champion in Xander Shoffley. Mm. Interesting. You're, yeah. So, Interesting. Um, so yeah, that I I I think he's a not a bad group. Um, I wouldn't say it's an easy group either, but I think he should be definitely getting out of that group. Um, to then play pro- possibly Matt Fitzpatrick or or Minwoo Lee, um, who've both been playing well the last few weeks as well. But yeah, I I I think look. As you said, with match play, it's really, really hard to like, you know, really pick a winner. So I've gone for kind of my Scotty Scheffler being my low pick, my kind of two middle of the roads in in Xander and Max, and then my kind of long shot in Kurt Kitayama. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, look, it's again, I can't argue it with either of them. It just comes down to pure, pure fancy or not. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm contradicting myself here a little bit. We say that match play is so unpredictable, but like you look at Kevin, I, I said this already, Kevin Kisner, runner up in 2022, yeah, winner in 2019, runner up in 2018. So there's obviously something about whether it's his venue or whether it's match play. Oh yeah. That Kevin Kisner loves Scotty Scheffler, runner up in 2021, uh, winner in 2022. So it, like the certain guys obviously click with either the format, the course, or m- maybe a combination of both. I, um, I I mean I I also think a lot of like maybe this might be wrong for Kevin Kisner I'm going off the top of my head here but like you know a lot of the um, college golf a lot of them do play match play tournaments during during the year as well so maybe they just have a bit more experience playing in 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 like match play than some others I don't know just just something randomly I'm not like throwing out there but yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin, Kevin Kisner definitely definitely is a very very good match play player. Same with same with Scotty Scheffler. Um, but you think people like Rory and the Rams, if they are on it, like they should be very fucking difficult to uh, yeah, to yeah. But you have to factor in how much it, <clears throat> do they care either about a given match play event that doesn't is not going to mean anything. Yeah, um, but true. actually, a, a stat here that I just plucked out of the air that completely throws my two picks off are um, the last. Uh, was it one, two, three, four, five? The last ten players in the final, nine of them have been American. The only yes. exception to that was John Ram in twenty seventeen. Um, so yeah, look, there it seems to be very, very heavily weighted. Like I think that again, I, I don't know if I read too much into it. Well, I clearly don't because of my two picks. Um, but anyway, I'll I'll fly through the two picks. Um, so I'm going with two two Englishmen. 
Um, so one of them is my favorite player of all time is Maddie Skechers, Maddie Fitzpatrick. Uh, I think Fitzpatrick is such a hard player to play against, whether it's in a, on a leaderboard or, or particularly a match play. Um, so he has a group with Sahit Tagala, Min Lee, and JJ Spawn, who, which I really do expect him to um, to come out of. Fitzpatrick previously, you'd say that yeah, look, he's a great short game, but I can I can dominate him off the tee. I can you know beat him at the long game, but now he's he's fixed that aspect of it as well. So I think Maddie Fitz would be one of the most difficult match players to play with, um, most of all just because he leaves a flag in when he puts and he knocks in twenty to 30 foot pots on a regular basis so yeah. that would just wear you down um he beat wins out his group he faces probably Xander who I think he might fancy beating Xander potentially um but once you get to that stage it's just like you know you're you're banging the mix of it once you get out of a group um so yeah Matty, Matty Fitz his recent form isn't brilliant but I think the whole bit of novelty about match play uh, and obviously he wants to stamp his name as a Ryder Cup regular as well yeah, I think that uh, I think Maddie Fitz will be revved up, ready to go. Uh, other pick then is at the other side of the draw, and it is Tommy Fleetwood. So Tommy Fleetwood played really, really well last week. Arguably, yeah. could have won it. Um, should have won, yeah. Should have won it potentially. Set up in the lovely position. He's been playing really well lately as well. Um, so he's in a group with Sanjay M, JT Poston, and Maverick McNeely. Mm. Um, a group that I I would expect expect him to get out of um Sunjay obviously plays every week of the year uh it's in Arizona or no it's not in Arizona it's in um Texas as well so you know Sunjay might be hitting the party lifestyle down there and um, mm-hmm. down in, in Austin Texas so the eye might off be a bit off the ball for for Sunjay uh but then obviously you have to, you're probably going to face Scotty Scheffler in a do you call it last 16 um, so yeah, yeah. You, you'd have to worry about that but yeah I think uh, Tommy Fleetwood uh, both of them are between 33 and 40 to 1 I think there's a nice bit of value there um, yeah. to, to get on them each way but yeah again my main bets this week are going to be just just betting groups X, or yeah groups plus one guy to beat the other guy um, oh, yeah. on the day itself so yeah those are my two Tommy Fleetwood and Maddie Skechers Fitzpatrick nice yeah uh, and then do you have any picks for the Punta Cana? Bro, I have three picks Woo! for the, the Punta Cana. Sorry. I think I think this is of the two events <clears throat> that we have on. I think this is the, the better, the the well, I was going to say easier, but I think it's it's the more um, predictable of the two. Okay. Uh, as I watch this now, I picked three guys that missed a fucking cut. But anyway, um, <laughs> Corrales, Corrales Punta Cana Championship. It's in the Dominican Republic, where I'm actually going in five weeks time on a little nice. a little getaway so buzzing for that might check out Corrales um, Corrales Punta Cana if I can uh, it's a Tom Fazio Tom Fazio design uh, it is 7,670 yards it's a par 72 it is a it's, it's a big boy golf course so huge fairways um, greens are probably just below average so a little bit smaller than average mm-hmm. um it, it's your classic resorts islands um type of course so look for the score to be somewhere between 16 and 19 under par so you need a guy that can hit the ball a long way um, you need a guy that can make a, a bunch of pots and those are the main two to be honest so flicking back okay. through it's not your uh your a-listers in terms of winners so chad ramey won it in 2022 Joel Damon, 21, Hudson Swafford in 2020, uh, or boy, 
uh, GMAC, uh, Cole Beers won it in 2019, <laughs> and Bryce Garnett won it in 2018. And uh, so it's been here for been here for five years. Over those five years, the average price has been 80 to one of your winner. So I think that gives you an idea of the the type of the level. So we it was obviously 33 to one, 35 to one, somewhere thereabouts for the yep. uh, the match play. This is 80 to one, so a uh, little bit kind of more value in it I would say potentially mm-hmm. and obviously looking a little bit more down the board um, so yeah I have three picks for you. I have three of them do, do you have any have you even had a look at this no, I'm actually so I'm looking at it there I'll go through it really quickly so you have Wyndham Clark at 9-1 to one, Thomas Dedry at 18 Taylor Pendrith at 20 Joel Damon defending champion at 22 Ben Martin 25 Patrick Rogers 25 Matt Wallace 25 Amal, uh, Emiliano Grillo 25 Eric Van Royen, 28. Uh, Ashke Batia, 28. Tyler Duncan, 30. And then Kramer Hickok, also 30. Just just, just naming off the uh, top kind of 12, 15 there. So, yeah. Um, I We're mean, not talking me, A-listers as a separate. No. Uh, I mean, Emiliano Grillo seems way out of place there, 25 to 1. He surely should be shorter than that. I know he's been off, he's, the, off, the, off, I, off the boil, but I mean... Re, I really, really want to bet him, but I can't. I just he's he's on the like the no bet list for for me. Um, fair, for, for no, that's actually I, fair. I, I'm, I just, I'm just, I'm just, to be perfectly honest with you, I picked out the name I knew the best. <laughs> that group, I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, I do. I would say, um, I would say, Wyndham Clark actually got a top five finish last week he kind of came out of nowhere uh in the yeah, end he's not like nine to one is probably the worst the worst price you'll ever see like i ever. i slay a like, man who was a man who's usually let's be honest 50 and above oh yeah yeah for for a decent field event he's, he's yeah he's probably more close to 80s let's be honest most of the time yeah you can't be if you're betting Wyndham clark at, at nine to one you're 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 a madman yeah, no, hundred percent. So, look, I think um, looking at it here now, I think, I think Nikolai Holgaard at thirty to one is a good price. Um, Scott Piercy at sixties is is a good price. Uh, Harry Higgs at sixty six to one is a pretty good price. <laughs> I would jokingly say Russell Knox at eighty to one, but <laughs> staying my well boy Knoxy shot ten over um, par last week. But yeah, go on, sure. Look, go on, sure. let, let, yeah, yeah. Let's hear who uh, you've picked. Yeah, so I have three, right? So I have one one at the top end, one who you mentioned is uh, is Kramer Hickok, right? Kramer Hickok is 33 to 1 um, each way bet. So uh, Hickok has come the last three years he's played here 10th, 21st, and 13th. Nice, okay. Um, he's been playing much higher caliber events of, of recent, and he's, he's actually in really good form. So the last four events he's played uh, are the Genesis, the Honda, the players and the Valspar. So some of some of the more prestigious events on the tour, 29th at the Genesis, 14th at the Honda, uh, 44th at the players, and then 45th at the Valspar. Uh, and he's he's just a good, good solid driver of the golf ball. Not necessarily the longest guy off the tee, but um finds a lot of fairways, hits it a decent way out there. Um so I, I actually I like Kramer Hickok. I never thought I'd ever say it. I like Kramer Hickok a lot at 33 to 1. I think he's the type of game that can, given the form that he's in, given the record around here, uh, I yeah. think he can definitely show up on on the leaderboard come Sunday. Um, second pick is a hundred and twenty-five to one shot in Carson Young. Um, so Carson okay. Young, 
you may you may not remember the Puerto Rico Open um, a couple of weeks ago, another side event, I think it was the Bay Hill potentially. Um, Cameron Young was the halfway leader at the Puerto Rico Open. Uh, he finished tied third that weekend. Mm-hmm. Really, really strong driver of the golf ball. Um, hit it, hit it a decently long way. Confident coming off that that T three at Puerto Rico, which is a very. Sorry, very I just want to say, did you say Cameron Young? Carson Young. Carson, Carson Young. Okay. Carson Young. Carson. Um, so yeah, Puerto Rico Open, similar test of golf to um the the Corrales Punta Cana. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm liking his chances. I think one twenty five to one is way overpriced for someone that finished um tied third in a similar uh similar strength of field, let's say only yeah. two, three weeks ago. Sorry, Jesus Christ, I'm after seeing Jason Duffner. Sorry, 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 ran the one there, but like Jesus Christ, I didn't even know he was still playing golf. I don't think he is playing golf technically, you know what I mean? He's just he's subbing in sometimes, but yeah, you know, the, the Duff has seen is Jeff Ogilvy, this field is undefeated. Yeah, yeah, you're really former. What was a US Open champion, Jeff Ogilvy? Yeah. So you did. Uh, listen, let's not rule him out. Do you know what? I think Jeff Ogilvy, if I remember rightly, he played the Puerto Rico Open the same one that Carson Young did, and he was he was under par after his first like 12, 13 holes. Like, and you're thinking, "Fuck, Jeff Ogilvy's making a comeback," but then he just he finished. It. I think just he missed the cut the in bed. the end. I think he missed the caught in the end. So yeah, a lot of <laughs> lot of lot of veteran names here. Um and last pick but not least is a guy, uh a guy who's a, a bit of a blast in the past. Uh, Derek Ernst is his okay. name. Derek, Derek Ernst is 200 to one this week. Uh Derek Ernst won the the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow in 2013. He's played one event this year, uh, which was the Puerto Rico Open, which I've mentioned multiple times. Uh, and Derek Ernst finished 23rd at that Puerto Rico Open on his first start on the PGA Tour. I think this course even suits suits him better, um, given the fact he hits the ball an absolute mile. Um, he's 32 years old. He's a bit of a veteran. He's been on, on the tour. Um, well, I say on tour. He's been knocking around the tour as a, as a journeyman for about 10 years, um, but has that Wells Fargo win. Who Look, Roy McIlroy, best player in the world, has won the Wells Fargo um, mm-hmm. So there's no reason that Derek Ernst can't win the uh, Corrales Punta Cana Championship at 200 to one. Um, so yeah, those are my three: Derek uh, Wells Fargo Championship Ernst at 200 to one, Carson Young 125 to one, and then Kramer Hickok at 33 to one. Those are the three. Yeah, I mean, look again. I'm not going to begin on. If I was, I probably would vote for Nikolai Hoygaard, to be honest. But um. Yeah, that's fair. I, 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 I'm gonna stay away from it to be honest. Um, Highgard's actually, he's actually a great bet as well to be honest. Yeah, um, great bet. I like him. I was looking at Johnny Vegas was my pick, my standout pick, but then he pulled out. So, fuck Johnny oh, Vegas. Sad. And yeah, I think that's it, bro. I think there's uh, what do we have on next week? I can't even think about what we have next next week. Uh, I don't know. And to be honest, I don't think I'll care. To be honest with you, next week, like it'll be. It'll be all things Augusta for me from this Sunday onwards. But it's the uh, Valero Texas Open. Valero Texas oh, Open. JJ Spawn defending champion. That's what that's what you want to see. Absolute Jordan speed, absolute domination. So coming in. Yeah. But actually, you know what? Interesting enough, this is the, the last time we'll see definitely Rory, definitely John Ram. Um maybe Probably not Scottish effort. Let's be you honest. don't know. Maybe not because he's a Texas boy. He might he might that's show true. up. 
Um, I don't know if he played last also, year. Again, also, just want to say really quickly, because I, I know he's a very a big interest to this podcast and to Augusta, but uh, I was reading on Twitter that Rory actually went to Augusta. Oh, he did, yeah. He went straight yeah. up after he he missed the cut at the yeah. um was it the players he missed the cut at yeah. went straight up to Augusta. to Augusta, changed his shaft, uh, hey. put on a put on a much stiffer shaft apparently, right? Um, and apparently was absolutely unleashing down the middle. Yeah, I won't be surprised. Well, he, yeah. listen, he's just warming up to win. He's just warming up to win, bro. Yeah, no, I'm just um, saying it just just for anyone because I know we were saying oh it's the new driver and all that, but. Apparently, he put on um, a stiffer shaft, which kind of matches last the last version of the driver um, more closely. Right. Um, and Rory was apparently able; he said to control the ball easier. It was, you know, mm. going left and right with 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 that other shaft on. So, um, yeah. So just yeah. Letting, just just letting everyone know that apparently, if Twitter is to be believed, Rory went and and was driving the ball very very well. It's great, great to hear. And uh, the other thing is, he's apparently switched to, uh, or he's testing out a, a Scotty Cameron uh, putter as opposed to his usual tailor-made spider. So he's obviously he's trying to find something. He's tinkering around, which he has. I think the match play is honestly a great, a great competitive yeah. type of event just to, to fuck around you, and try and. You, I'm gonna say you've absolutely nothing to lose here. Like, yeah, you want to change your shaft or change your putter or whatever. Now is the week to do it. You're probably not going to play next week, and then then it's fucking Augusta. So. Yep. This is this is your time to like to like roll the dice. If it doesn't work, then you know quickly revert back before Augusta. Like exactly, exactly. Well, it's exciting times, bro. Look, we have some big big prices out there on offer. So let's go. Yeah. Let's go get a winner just to to put all on Rory then to straight win at Augusta. <laughs> put all on Rory to miss the cut on uh, at Augusta. Yeah. yeah. Don't be saying uh, that. Don't, don't be saying that. <laughs> uh, all right, sure, look, lad. I shall uh, leave you go, and yeah, on. hopefully, sure, we'll uh, get an all winner this week. Fingers crossed. All right, go on, lad. Talk to you soon. God bless. Bye. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! Jonathan, he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open Champion.